brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Welcome to this special edition of Sips, Suds, and Smokes, where everything good in life is worth discussing. I'm one of your hosts here at the table. This is good old boy Mike. Joining me here is good old boy Dave. Howdy doody. Wow, he actually speaks this time. <laughs> I could hit a button. I was about to say, the, the rim shot actually would probably work well. That works well for Dave. <laughs> and good old gal Juliana is here. Hello. Oh, sorry. Rude. <laughs> hey, we've got a lot of friends headed to Philadelphia for the podcast movement 2018. For some reason, our invite just got lost in the mail. It's probably because they thought we might do an episode just for them. Clearly, it's preventative banishment. Banned once again. Well, I don't recall doing something that would actually get us banned from Philly. Um, it's probably because you were drunk. Until this particular episode that we're about to you know record right now. So, hey, if you've not heard of our little show, it's the one in the top 100 iTunes charts. And we've been in the top food podcast for several years. Only a few million people check us out each week. But we're glad that you put us on your playlist as you make your way to Philly. Now, uh, Juliana, I know just saying the word Pennsylvania gets you excited. <laughs> yes, it really does. Is that your excited sound? <laughs> I was about to say. Yes. There's hand gestures I, jumping up and down. I, know. I thought I she know. sat on Bitey Scratchy for a second. <laughs> Okay, well, we all know our way around Philly. Those of us a little bit more than others, because it's more near and dear to our hearts. And some of us were drunk the last time they were there. Okay, well, we're not saying who. Um, But we wanted to help the helpless. So, you may not figure out how to get people to listen to your Cats Are People 2 podcast. (laughs) But we can make sure you have a really good time in Philly. I think all great events should start off with a beer. And end with a beer with beers in the middle. And you should check out Tired Hands. They wowed us at Shelton Brothers Festival and other places at their tap room and at their other tap room and in the store and here at the house with a beer. But at Shelton Brothers, they had a beer you probably won't ever find again. But our cracked, I mean, crack research team says you can get Alien Church just about anywhere in Philly, even at the bus station. It's brewed with oats, hopped intensely with mosaic, my favorite hop, Citra, Chinook, Centennial, and Columbus, not Christopher. It's an otherworldly IPA. Wow. That I got like this picture in my head of this guy at the bus station going, uh, yeah, man, I have a one-way ticket to, uh, uh, Baltimore, and, uh, you got any of that alien church IPA? (laughs) Oh, I thought he was going to Hoboken. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. I, don't know. I, just, I got like this whole scene in the bus station playing through my head. And he yeah. doesn't want a Michelob. He wants yeah. 
the Tired Hands. No, man, don't give me none of that Bud Light. I want the Alien Church IPA from Tired Hands, man. If you're going to Hoboken, you probably drink one of their milkshake IPAs. Oh. You don't drink the Saisons. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have a point there. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, there are a couple ways that, to find a really good beer of your choice in Philly. Now, first is our short list here on the episode, but Untapped, Philadelphia Tap Finder, um, are two great resources as well. <laughs> This whole thing sounds like an ugly uncle of the Philadelphia Beer Authority, which we could never really fully locate. I'm still confident. I know it's actually two dudes in their mother's basement across the river in Jersey. I'm I'm quite confident that's exactly what it is. Yeah, you're probably right. I think you're on to something. Well, if you want a really great brewery to check out, go to Forest in Maine. So their saisons are amazing, and the Solaire Reserve is just superb. Now, it's not on tap right now. So in that instance, I would go for The Time Was Never. It's a 3.75% Saison brewed with spelt and wheat. How's that spelt? Uh, <laughs> wow. Can we say, ba- yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> Whatever. Not what I was thinking. But yeah. And then it's hopped with opal hops. It's got no- notes of Jamaica tea, salty lemon peels, and perilla leaf. Now, the whole thing sounds really amazing, and there are plenty of other choices as well. So, sorry, though, no taster flights, but you can sample and decide. It's probably about a 45-minute Uber ride, but well worth it. Martha in East Kensington, about 15 minutes from the venue. I know her. You no. do? Yeah, Martha, from east, from the east side. Right, she recognizes you. Hey. Dave, get hey. out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. What the heck are you doing down here? In fact, never play this again. Right. Wow. Martha, we are so sorry. Okay. So, she has Forest Domain Styrofoam Walkie Talkie, which is a Saison blend. And then Standard Tap also has some Forest Domain on tap. Oh, my God. This is making me drool. Can we leave right now? Uh, Well, not quite. Come on, Mike. (laughs) Well... Uh, Dave can't even walk into Martha's. I don't even know what we're thinking about going here. But listen, there is another venue I want to tell you about as well. It is a must-visit, and it's the McGillan's Old Ale House. So I've had the chance of working and staying in downtown Philly quite a bit. This place has been open for over 150 years. And this place has not just seen history. It is history. It's one of the best Irish pubs. It's actually not on Irish soil. Now... Um, settle into ordering anything that is including roast beef. They have several different renditions. I would tell you go for the R.B. McGillan. It's a tip-top choice, I would say. Is that like a McGriddle? No, it's oh. not, Dave. Oh, this is why we can't take him out <laughs> any place. Uh, a beer that I would pick uh, to go along with this would be a, a really good lager uh, because it's going to be really salty. It, um, it's just the way they make uh, a lot of their sandwiches there. I would pick uh, the Root Down Brewery. has some really great stuff. They have a great pills, and that would probably be my top choice with any of the roast beef sandwiches or the dishes there. Um, and if that's not your jam, definitely check out the Roots uh, uh, Root Down Brewery. It's called Flux, and it's an amazing uh, New England IPA, and it's also on tap there at McGillan's as well. Nice. Uh, Juliana, you were going to tell us about another place, Yards. Okay, so speaking of history, yes. Yards, I think of Yards every time I think of Philly. So um, you need to go and check out their new brewery and tap room, which is on 5th and Spring Garden Streets. It's it's really beautiful. Um, not Do only- they have a yard? 
Yeah, I gotta hear it. Oh, okay. hang on a second. Yeah, I gotta put some appropriate music to this background. I'm gonna add like one of those, you know, flute guys and you know the Revolutionary Wars. You know, kind of. Here it is. It's it's about to come in right now. So tell us more about yours. I got the appropriate background music now. <laughs> Man, it's in his head. Uh, it's it's definitely in his head. Okay, so I mean, they're known for a lot of great beers, but the ones that really turn me on is the ales of the Revolution. Mm. Speaking of history, yes. And the one in particular that I really like is a Poor Richard Spruce Ale. Mm. No. Now, look. It's speeds. I think that's It sucks. doesn't I think it suck. Sucks. I think it sucks. Listen, <laughs> in all of the things that people have bragged on, um, oh, geez, I, I want to say Rick Springfield, but I know that's not who. Ben Franklin. Of all the things <laughs> wow. people have said about Ben Franklin, great brewer of spruce beers was not in any biography I ever read about him in elementary school. Okay, look. Ben Franklin made a spruce ale. So based off of his original recipe, which they happened to find probably in some deep, dark cave, it's a one-of-a-kind deep amber. You're hurting my soul, okay? You're hurting my soul. There's barley, there's molasses, and there's essence of spruce. The Thomas Jefferson one is way better than the... Did she say the ooze of spruce? It's an oozing. Spruce is oozing all over. Oh, I'm sorry. You said essence of spruce. I'm sorry. I always get those things confused. Ooze, essence, you know. Nothing like a blue spruce tip. Anyways, it's 5.0% ABV, and it's absolutely one of my favorites from them, even if I'm the only one in the room enjoying it. Or the world. Oh, you're just awful. I don't think you can win a good war unless you got a good flute player. Yeah. <laughs> and a spruce beard. <laughs> spruce beard. <laughs> exactly. Give me a fife and a spruce beer, and I will win. You will conquer the world. That's right. <laughs> yes. I'll take that hill. <laughs> One yard at a time. Yes. <laughs> Well, uh, it sounds like a great place to uh, lose a war. <laughs> <laughs> but you get some ooze. Yeah, Ouch. for sure. You lose the war, but you win the ooze. Ouch. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about the uh, the uh, the bar at, in lower Manhattan where they shot the cannonballs through the roof line? And it's huh. still there today? Huh. It's the last meeting of Washington and his generals was actually out at that pub. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. They didn't serve any tree beer there, so that's, that's why uh, it's still around. Whatever. Well, listen, well, we're going to take a uh, quick break right here uh, before Juliana actually picks up the phone and fuels up the sip sets and smokes Chet and, and gets our way on to Philadelphia. We'll be right back in just a second. We got a lot of more great information about Philadelphia and your trip there for podcast media. We'll be right back.
Hey, welcome back. This special edition of Sip, Suds, and Smokes for the podcast movement 2018 in Philadelphia. Now, there's some 3,000 podcasters that are actually going to be there, but not us. Philly could not handle this much at once. Oh, no. Or could they? Mm, I don't even know if this table could handle all this at once. <laughs> The town that managed to plan ahead to lubricate the light poles. So idiots. I mean, the fine sports fans of Philadelphia would not climb up there to celebrate. Now, where would someone think to actually climb on top of a stoplight to celebrate a sports victory? This sounds like the continued work of the Philadelphia Beer Authority again. I just want to understand, like, how. first off, how did that become a thing? And then secondly... How do you get to be the greaser? You know, the guy who lubes the light pole. And That's a special like, job. Like, what is on your resume that wins you that job? Yo, man, uh, right there at the bottom, it says I'm the greaser. Yeah. Right there. I, I know how to do it. I go up. I go down. I go sideways. I go up and down sideways. Cause that's what it got. If you go to grease a pole really well, I mean, you got to know how to do it. So you know, you got to grease it all the way. Yeah, that's can why you, they call me the greaser. Can you show me how you do that? Thing? <laughs> uh, we can't show that. <laughs> oh, this is a non-line edition of our show. We can go back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Ladies know. and gentlemen, right now Mike is greasing a pole. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is award-winning material yes. right here. I can tell. Millions of people are throwing up all at once. That's right. right. <laughs> you too can make the big bucks talking about yeah. the greaser. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of venues uh, you got to go to if you're going to do the tour thing. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's time for Rocky. Yo, Adrian. Uh, these the steps at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Been there. Uh, are one of the most famous photograph spots on the planet. In fact. It is the second most filmed. Uh, it's the second most famous movie filming location uh, ever. I don't know what the first one is. Probably like some dude's backyard, Harvey Weinstein or something. Yo, man, uh, that's a greaser right here. Take my picture. The, the greaser is the is the most famous <laughs> Philadelphia landmark there is. Rocky statue is number two. Yeah, apparently. So makes sense. My name is Phil. I'm the greaser. <laughs> In fact, if you don't have a photo with your own uh, with you upon departure, you'll be deported to Jersey. Why do we keep pissing, uh, picking on Jersey, Bam, man? Once again, <laughs> you know. Um, I will tell you that if you have a dollar, there are about fifty homeless guys at any given time who will be more than happy to take your picture with a Rocky statue. <laughs> So the statue's like at the bottom of the steps, but if you want to make the rocky run, you know, up the steps, you know, to re- recreate the, the iconic scene, you better get some comfortable shoes because there's like 72 steps. And you better put that song on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like me, you better put it on a big loop because I ran up about three steps, stopped, had to sit down, ran up about four more, 
And then I kind of thought about it and laid down for a bit, and then I went back to the bottom. <laughs> um, Rocky the Italian Stallion did not get in shape running up a flight of 10 steps. So, Mike, speaking of the other touristy spot, tell us about the story of William Penn's hat. Yep, um, I definitely know the story about uh, William Penn's hat. So, uh, my office uh, stared at the famous statue atop the iconic City Hall building. Now, the building itself uh, was known as a Second Empire style. Now, Dave, listen, I'm going to use nice small words just for you. It's called the French. Is that because it keeps running away? <laughs> no. No, monsieur. We have stayed here it and loves, we have defended your freedom every single time. It loves croissants. Yes. You can not even say croissant correctly. I don't know why we have defended your country. You will have a baguette. <laughs> it's probably because your fake French accent is so bad. So... <laughs> Wow. Yeah, unlike yeah. ours. Apparently. Yeah, this is, yeah, this know, is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Woo. So, uh, listen, the statue of William Penn actually sits atop of the City Hall building. And there was actually a gentleman's agreement where there was no building that would actually be approved for construction by the Philadelphia Arts Council that would actually exceed the height of William Penn's hat on top of the building. So, actually, this style of tradition followed suit with things like the Washington Monument. You can't build anything taller than that in Washington, D.C., if you didn't know that, and the Eiffel Tower. So uh, it was a tradition that actually started in Philadelphia. Those other things got built kind of after the fact. I heard you can't build anything bigger than George Jones' liver in uh, Nashville. Is that true? <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I... Too soon? <laughs> Where are we revealing our true colors here rather quickly? Wow. So, ah, uh, but you know, this is uh, this is where this story really takes a very interesting twist. Because enter the curse of Billy Penn. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so we couldn't afford any real sound effects yeah. to get right in that spot. So we had to drop some of our own in. We really didn't care enough. Yeah, so <laughs> sports fans in the area loathe that they would never win it all and blame the statue. Now, that is just a typical Philadelphia thing. <laughs> couldn't be us. It stinks. It's got to you know be what? the statue. We haven't won, so I'm going to blame it on all of the bottle caps, on all the, on all the soda pop here mm. in Philadelphia. Look at her. She's nodding and saying, yep, that's... That's uh, that's the logic of people from Philly, you know, stepping in. <laughs> that's why I'm from north of the line. Yeah, oh, <laughs> north wow. of the line. Yeah, what line? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the curse was said to have been broken in 2008 when a statuette was affixed at the final beam of the Comcast Center. Now, that building is actually something that I moved into um, as well. And, and Mike sh- was that statuette. No, I was not <laughs> He might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and sure enough, the Philadelphia Phillies actually won uh, the World Series Round that year, which was in 2008. Now, Julian, my fellow Yankees fan, I actually counted there uh, nine different ex-Yankees players that were actually on that roster for yeah. the Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. But then something else happened. What happened next year, Julian? I have a oh, vomiting sound on Let's talk about the next year. Mm. So they played the, the Yankees in 2009. 
Um, and they lost in six games of that World Series. Yep, buddy. Yeah. To the second baseman, Cano. The Yankees are back on top. World champions for the 27th time. No fight song here to play, but New York City did not have to grease the light pole. Yo, man. My name is Phil. I'm the greaser. If I didn't have puke breath, I'd kiss you. (laughs) Well, ladies and gents, sorry, but Mike and I are true Yankees fans. Let's go, Yankees. They're rude and arrogant. Let's go, Yankees. (laughs) Whatever, dude. Whatever. So, the thing that I recall the most from that series was... Mr. Heike Matsui. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. What Love. a great series for him. I know. It really, really was. Man, the sushi rolls that guy made. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're banned, dude. You're just banned. Hey, listen, if you want to be an award winning, you know, podcast show, we got an opening. So just yeah. our casting, you know, call is about to go out pretty just, soon. Yeah, you know, just changed. Yeah. yeah. All you got to know is what does Second Empire architecture look like? That's funny because I would like to be on an award winning podcast. <laughs> Good luck with that, dude. Good luck. Most likely to be indicted. Sips, sucks, and smokes. Thank you very much. You know. Somebody had to be there. At the We're bottom. actually banned in more places. We're aired. There you go. <laughs> it's all part of our grand plan. Yes, and what a grand plan it is. <laughs> well, I got a place where you can drown your sorrows at. Okay, and it's called the Monk's Cafe. Oh, you are no, right that was there? a good. That was a good. Okay. One. Yeah, that was. Oh, <laughs> just greased my pole. Okay. <laughs> It's all about going back and forth, back and forth. Side to side. Up and down. (laughs) Okay. Well, all the beer nerds on the free planet know that this is ground zero for the best Canteon seller on U.S. soil. You betcha. So be prepared to spend big bucks, but it's cheaper than a flight to Belgium. Mm -hmm. True. At least that's the stretch of logic we have. (laughs) So here are some great picks on that tap list as well. The Monk's Cafe Grand Cru. My God. This is beautiful. From Belgium, the private label brewed outside of Ghent, yep. Belgium. It's a it's a blend of a dark triple that was aged for three years and a freshly brewed triple that was aged for six months in oak fooders. So a highly attenuated lager that is blended just prior to bottling. Toasted malt and wine aromas, medium body, just the hint of sweetness. Sounds like me. But not cloying. Okay. Nicely nuanced Flemish sour. 5.5% ABV. Yeah, yeah, I'll have three. Yeah, I know. Now, the fan favorite of mine is Oxbow's Infinite Darkness mm. from Maine. Oh, I love those boys. Stainless steel aged, Belgian influenced, imperial stout. Thick, luscious, oh, decadent beer. It's beautiful. 10% hey, ABV. <clears throat> if you want to catch a full episode of Sip, Sudden Smokes, we actually covered Oxbow. And you can catch uh, everything we had to say about Infinite Darkness on that show as well. It's yeah. all good. Which there is a lot. Yeah. And then also, another fan favorite is the Firestone Walker DBA. Mm. From California, it is an English-style bitter that's fermented in their Union Barrel mm. system. Oh, Hence a smoke and mm. vanilla with just a nice hot finish. Mike, stop greasing your pole. <laughs> 5% that's ABV. That's the I make when I grease my pole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can continue. This is a hostile work environment. <laughs> I, I can't believe that, you know, this 
beer is actually on tap. I mean, yeah, it's crazy to, I, to find Firestone Walker DBA uh, on tap is just amazing. And we've had a lot of different vintages of you know the DBA yeah. series. It's and, amazing beer. Um, that 2014 uh, bottle that we had that one time that was really an I amazing think that was the experience. best. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about that, you know, quite a bit on uh, on another episode. Yeah, but just to be able to get it, you know, yeah, right there, draft man. that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's good. It's really great, fresh. It is just amazing, um, you know, aged as well. And that beer is actually made uh, as part of the cellar series from Firestone Walker. Yeah. So, um, and right there at Monk's Cafe, you can actually have both. Um, so they have the vintage versions. So do a um, comparison. That you can go back and and so if you really want to have one fresh and then have one that's maybe three or four years old, you know mm. that would be uh, that would pretty. That sounds awful. That's yeah. just terrible. What a horrible way to spend your time. So one last beer place we would recommend would be the Standard Tap. Man, this place is cool. Um, they got a great tap list, but you got to be sure to check out the rooftop, and then the food pairings they have there are second to none. I, I was, I'll say it right. I'm going to say it right to your face. Standard okay. tap, great food. If you go, check out the chicken pot pie. Mm. Oh, don't forget they have a cast. They do. Yeah, they always have a cask uh, there at Standard Tap, usually. and that's that's another great thing about it is like you know a lot of times you'll. You don't see that everywhere. You know, even the really great beer bars around America usually don't have something on cask all the time. You know, they have like a weekly thing for a night or two. It's always there. Yeah, they usually have at least one cask uh, there at Standard Tap. So be sure and check that out. Um, That is how beer was originally served and sold. Yep. Um, Speaking was, of history, yeah, you might definitely. even find a spruce beer on cask. Or, <gasps> no. And, oh. If you do, pick up the cask and throw it now. Oh. <laughs> All right, Speedy, what are you going to do? Is it going to be a cheese with or a cheese without? Well, uh, speaking of food, I just have a few <laughs> things I've got to ask you guys to really make sure that we're preparing people for stepping into Philadelphia. Wit or no wit? Well, if you're talking about this show, it's no wit. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like wit on the bottom or wit on the top? Uh, I don't like anything on my bottom. So. Ah, you know, this is actually the standard greeting for locals in Philadelphia. Instead of asking like things like the weather, like normal people do. So, listen, our discussion of Philadelphia could not be complete without talking about the Philly cheesesteak. No, not Philly cheesecake, Dave. Mm. <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. It's layers of thin meat, peppers, and onions, and the key ingredient is cheese whiz. Of course. Or as the locals call it, cheese, they just call it wit. So that's how you get the wit conversation. So there's two iconic locations that actually make this famous sandwich, and they're not exactly the same. Now, Pat's, or the king of Pat's, is actually considered the original and Geno's has been in the same location uh, right across the street since about 1966. Is it true that brawls have broken out between fans of Pat's versus fans of Yes. Genos? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's like entire family thing. feuds that yeah. have developed, whether you're a Pat's or a Geno's fan. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And I, c- I couldn't date a guy because he was a Pat's and... I'm a Gino. They so. do the same thing yeah. with uh, pizza yeah. in Chicago. If yeah. you're a Giordano's fan or a Gino's East fan, you know. Giordano's, man. I'm That's a Giordano's the... guy. So, yes. yeah. 
Good. I'm glad you're both the same thing. <laughs> you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> well, I just didn't want her to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of do, but that's the reason why we're Yankees. We're Yankees fans. We like the same Chicago style pizza. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listen, we want to help you to get through this experience about how to order a cheesecake at either Pat's or ah, Oh, said said cheese- cheesecake. Did I say a cheesecake? <laughs> Hit that uh, go back up. Don't play this part. <laughs> you know, yeah. Oh, oh no, so not that. Go past this. Pass this part. There you go. Right. In fact, never play this again. Yes. Right. So, this is how you order a cheesecake or a cheese. <laughs> It's in his head now, man. It's in his head. He can't get past it. I am a professional. I can't believe that I've said that. I, it is ordering a cheese steak. There you go. Very This is how you order a cheese steak at uh, Gino's. All right. So, listen. This is a high-pressure situation other than just not being able to say cheese steak you know, correctly. So... Um, if you're a rookie and you're not quite sure, follow these simple tips, okay? There's uh, really just a certain no-nonsense lingo that you should actually be applying. So, for one, first off, don't hang out there at the window and talk about the weather and what kind no. of sandwiches no, they have no, and no, what no, kind no, of no. kids. Do you have a Do vegan you like option? working here? <laughs> you know, no. I am from this part of Canada where mm. we don't have good beer or great hockey teams. But, hey, well, let's hang out and have a conversation anyway. Could you, could you leave the bread off of my sandwich? Back of the I'm, line. I'm on Adkins. <laughs> hang on a second. We got a place for you. Wanda Jersey, right here. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Think yeah. food Nazi. Right, yeah. pretty much. Uh, so so for one, um, here, uh, know exactly what you want. Before you reach the front of the line, skip all the small talk that we've talked about here. I'll have a cheesecake, sir. No. <laughs> you don't even have to say you want a sandwich. You're going to tell the cashier, at, at this is at Gino's, how many cheesecakes you'd like <laughs> and how many cheesecakes Cheese steaks, right? That's what I said. <laughs> Hit the button again, there, Dave. No, no, no! Go past this. Pass this part. <laughs> right. In fact, never play this again. <laughs> right. Never play this again. All right. We're gonna say this one more time. If you go to Gino's and you want a cheese steak, this is how you're gonna walk up to the counter. Thank you very much. Uh, this is slow clap order. Right. Right. All right. So walk up to the front of the line. Know what you want. Skip the small talk. Tell the cashier exactly how many cheese steaks that you'd like. Thank you. And your cheese of choice. And if you want any fried onions. So, this ends up being just three words. One, whiz, without. That's it. That's all you got to say. Those three words. Kind of like cheese steak. <laughs> so, <laughs> one wow. whiz, wit. Yeah, so one whiz without would actually mean one cheesecake, one cheese steak with cheese whiz, but without onions. So, Wow. I always get my cheesecake with cheese whiz on this is, it. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. This is so different in my head. I just can't <laughs> believe this nightmare is playing out. Wow. Can I have some more beer at table five? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think you're cut off. Yeah. yeah. We got one more uh, cheesesteak place to talk about. So at Pat's, which is actually just right across the street from Gino's, um, it's a different order. So if uh, you want to say... You have to say what onions first you want, and then say the type of cheese. So if you want to order like a local, say, wit or without 
or as how they would say, I want it with or without sound in a Philadelphia accent. So that would mean that you actually would want it with onions, but without cheese. So it's a wit without. Well, that was that was easy. Yeah, that that, that sounds. Yeah, unless you wanted cheesecake. <clears throat> and then that's they would a whole just, different story. They, they would just put you on the bus back to Jersey or back to Canada, whatever. Come on, I don't your, have all day. Uh, you don't know what you want. Go to the back of the line now. Next, who's next? You come up. Come on, you get a steak. Don't have to go to the back. So listen, each each of these places has the distinct location of the cheese and the type of cheese that you want as well. So the declaration of where you'd like your cheese is actually more important than knowing your own mother's birthday in Philadelphia as well. So. If you just follow these very simple tips, um, it literally is just down to a few words. And they have these big signs that are out front, you know, where you order and stuff. So people take their pictures beside the menus and stuff. It's like, I walked up and I ordered successfully at Geno's. I mean, they probably have a shirt that says that, you know, I was not deported to Jersey. Wit. Because if you get it wrong, (laughs) you have to meet the greaser. (laughs) Yo, man. Hey, don't be making fun of the greaser because I gonna be showing up over there, at King of Pass, and I'll show you. You gotta go up and down, and left and right, and up and down, and left and right. That's how they make. That's how they put hey the man, cheese whiz on. I know the Eagles gonna win again, so I know they're gonna be calling the greaser. So you know, all your people are gonna be calling up there on top of them light poles again. I mean, that's crazy. Burning some tires. And- Can't believe that. Loyal. <laughs> yeah. Loyal fans. Yeah, right. Loyal fanatic fans. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the jet's ready, guys. So we got to get going. Oh, I got my bags packed full of beer. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry, but we're actually going to hang out here this week. We're going to drink more delicious things. Come on. Yep. Listen. uh, So, listen, we'll wrap up this episode uh, for today. Thanks for joining us for this very quick and special episode. Of sip, suds, and smokes, very special. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As as always, um, we actually have a regular weekly show on as well, and you can catch that online or on the radio or on the satellite or any other place. It's almost at. as good as this. <laughs> <laughs> and we wrote this one down. That's what's really bad. That's why I can't say the word cheese steak. Right. That's why yeah, writing, yeah. writing, and reading are two different skills. Yep. Well, we hope you learned a lot about your uh, cat podcast this week at the Podcast Movement 2018. (laughs) I definitely want to thank my co-host for joining us for this uh, episode. Good old boy, Dave. Thanks for being here. We made it. (laughs) And good old gal, Juliana. Thanks for joining us. Just step away from the cheesecake. (laughs) Yo, man, it's about going up and down and left (laughs) and right. That's all I got to say. Yo, man, Phil DeGreaser, if you put him on the air with their microphones, I'm telling you, man, them, them cheesesteaks would be a lot better. That's all I got to say. Grease up the spruce beer. Probably enjoy it on top of the light pole as well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the good old boy, Mike. Thanks for joining us for this very special edition of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm going to ask you to come back, join us once again, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.